right, everybody, welcome to this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm Erin. I'm Clayton. I'm your romance novel veteran. And I'm the Virgin. And we're your hosts. Oh, yeah, and it is Christmas time. <laughs> it's December preview. Oh, I'm so we're excited. In the month of December, everyone is decorating. You can listen to these episodes while you're around the tree. Christmas is my favorite. Is it really? Yes. Oh. How do you feel about Christmas? I like it fine. You like it fine. <laughs> what do you do you like Thanksgiving better? I like Thanksgiving better than Christmas. That's insane. Why? I don't know. It just seems like tailgating for Christmas. You're not wrong. But to each their own. My favorite I like presents. <laughs> my favorite holiday is the 4th of July. Really? Because there's very little, you can't really have a bad 4th of July. Because it's like, you barbecue, I am normally on Nantucket, and every year they do a giant water fight on Main Street, which I love, and then you sit on the beach and you watch the fireworks, and it's sunny outside, and then the next day you spend the whole day at the beach, and I love it. So 4th of July is my favorite. 4th of July, once that hit, I started dreading going back to school. You were, it must have been such a morose child i was fine up until july 3rd and then that's not much to of me the summer july though i know but it's all the summer i got well anyway we don't june have to was the bomb <laughs> and after july 4th i was just like wake up with a, a twist in my gut uh. and the only thing that was okay was that i had my birthday coming up in august but then as soon as my birthday came there was nothing to look forward to until christmas yeah, yeah. um and i love halloween too I don't like Halloween. We've mentioned, I've mentioned that. Yeah. On our Halloween. Well, episode. I like like Samhain. I like the sort of like days changing and winter coming. Oh, I love fall. Yeah. Uh, but we're not talking about that guy. That's no. all in the past. That's all in the past. We are talking about Christmas coming up or whatever you happen to celebrate. Absolutely. That's true. But I do feel at this. The holidays. The holidays. At this stage, Christmas is pretty secular. I always tell the story of my friend who moved uh to america from palestine she's muslim her parents are muslim and they celebrated christmas and it wasn't until she started going to school and she was like why do we have a christmas tree where you don't believe we're not christians and they her parents did not realize that it was a religious holiday yeah they just thought it was something americans did and they found it very interesting and fun celebrate christmas or Whatever you want to celebrate. Whatever you want to celebrate. Be with the people you love. Or don't. If that's how you choose to celebrate, whatever you want to do. It's the holiday season and tis the season to listen to audiobooks. That's what I say. Everybody's traveling around. They're buying presents. They're in the car. They need something to listen to. And why not listen to an audiobook? And if you're thinking about giving someone or yourself, because that's you can give yourself a present around the holiday season. You've earned it. Yeah. If you're thinking about giving yourself the gift of an Audible membership, now is the best time to do it with a special offer of 53% off your first three months. Through Audible, you can also access an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, romance. I was going to say the most important one. Yes, and more. Uh, you can choose three titles every month, one audiobook, and two exclusive Audible originals. You can't hear anywhere else. So you can listen to them on any device, anywhere, anytime with your Audible app. I listened to Tessa Dare's uh, Goddess of the Hunt while I was changing my closet from spring to winter. 
It's great. So it's perfect. It was perfect. Uh, right now, for a limited time, you can get three months of Audible for just six ninety five a month. That's more than half off the regular price. You can choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. So this holiday season, give yourself the gift of listening. Visit audible.com slash tropes. That's audible.com slash tropes, T-R-O-P-E-S. Or text tropes to 500-500. We have some books coming up. Yes. Now, if you are in the Learning the Tropes troop on Facebook, you already know all these books. But still listen to us read uh, the flaps. <laughs> listen to us flap it. We're going to flap it for you. And yeah, get ready. And we're going to force you to listen to it. All right, Clay, do you want to do our first book? Yes, our first book is Playing It Cool by Amy Andrews. Harper Nugent might have a little extra junk in her trunk, but her stepbrother calling her out on it is the last straw. When rugby hottie Dexter Blake witnesses the insult, he surprises Harper by asking her out in front of her dumbass brother. <laughs> Score! Of course, she knows it's not for reals, but Dex won't take no for an answer. Dexter Blake's life revolves around rugby with one hard and fast rule. No women. Sure, his left hand is getting a workout, but he's focused on his career for now. Then he overhears an asshat reporter belittle the curvy chick he'd been secretly ogling. What's a guy to do but ask her out? It's just a little revenge against a poser, and then he'll get his head back in the game. But the date is better than either expected. So is the next one, and the next, and the heat between them sizzles their clothes right off. Suddenly, this fake relationship is feeling all too real. Nice. So this is rugby, and this is Australian rugby. So mm -hmm. this, this takes place in Australia. Mm -hmm. This is great because we have a lot of Australian listeners, and I'm very excited to read a book and talk about a book that is from their home country. Yeah. That's, I'm very excited. Two uh, Australian hero and heroine. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, I've read this book, so. Okay, okay. Uh, and I love it, so I'm very excited for you to read it. Yes, this is this sounds fun. I love that it's in Australia. I've always wanted to go to Australia. Yeah. There's just something very romantic about the notion of it. I'm sure people who live there are like, yeah, there's great things, and there's also really bad things. <laughs> it's but, fine. It's yeah. a living. Uh, no, I've always wanted to go to Australia, too. If all of our Australian listeners want to band together and ask us to come. We'll do a live show. Yeah. Down you have, under. You have to promise to learning buy tickets. The, learning the tropes go down under. Yeah. How learning about the tropes go down. Learning the tropes go down. Yeah. That's great. Aaron, what's our second book of the month? So our second book is The Unleashing by Shelley Lawrenston, and it is a recommendation from Megan D. She emailed us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com, um, and she said, the first in her Call of Crows series, uh, and it's a great introduction to the cheerful mayhem that is Shelley Lawrenston's shifter. These aren't traditional shifters, although the characters do have wings. Lots of call-outs to Viking culture and mythology. So much fun. If Vikings aren't your thing, you could always try our Honey Badger shifter series which starts with hot and badgered although i think the unleashing is a more welcoming dip in the pool Lawrence books can feel like chaos if you're not used to her style so a recommendation with a caveat at the end yes <laughs> uh we haven't had great luck with shifters but these are viking shifters with wings i know so i feel like this might be it let's try we're always willing to keep trying i uh, i agree yeah and this, this seems like it could be really fun. So here's what it's here's the flap. 
winging it. Kira Watson never expected to face death behind a Los Angeles coffee shop. Not after surviving two tours lugging an M16 around the Middle East. If it wasn't for her hot Viking customer showing up too late to help, nobody would even see her die. In uncountable years of service to the Allfather Odin, Ludwig Vig Rudenstum has never seen anyone kick ass with quite as much style as Kira. He knows one way to save her life, but she might not like it. Signing up with the Crows will get Kira a new set of battle buddies, cackling, gossiping, squabbling, party-hardy women with wings. But Vig can't give up on someone so special as Kira. With the storm of oh-crap magic speeding straight for L.A., survival will depend on combining their strengths. Kira's discipline, Vig's loyalty, and the Crows' sheer love of battle. Boy, are they in trouble. So this sounds nuts. I, yeah. And it sounds interesting. Again, I, I'm going into it with an open mind. I want to like a shifter book. I want to. I, but it also doesn't feel like these are necessarily shifters. And like, we haven't read it. This is all the information we have on the book. But it does seem like they're like otherworldly, like Thor, like Viking hero sort of people who are like constantly going into battle. Like that seems kind of cool. And I like that it takes place in L.A. I don't think we've read anything in L.A. Um, didn't the proposal? Oh yeah. Like I, 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 yeah, but we don't read a lot of LA stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm excited. I'm again, Vikings. That sounds cool. Kick-ass ladies. That sounds cool. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. We love a found family. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to check it out. Clayton. Now the real treat. What's coming up for us? Is it a treat or cause this is our, the Christmas episode. Mm -hmm. So, was I good this year? Clayton, you were a good boy this year. Okay, so then <laughs> that means everybody gets to enjoy us reading A Wallflower Christmas by Lisa Claypass. <laughs> I am so excited about this. Um, okay, this is the flap. It's Christmas time in London, and Rafe Bowman has arrived from America for his arranged meeting with Natalie Blandford, the very proper and beautiful daughter of Lady and Lord Blandford. His chiseled good looks and imposing physique are sure to impress the lady-in-waiting. And if it weren't for his shocking American ways and wild reputation, her hand would already be guaranteed. Before the courtship can begin, Rafe believes he must learn the rules of London society. But when four former wallflowers try their hand at (laughs) matchmaking, no one knows what will happen, and winning a bride turns out to be more complicated than Rafe anticipated, especially for a man accustomed to getting anything he wants. However... Christmas works in the most unexpected ways, changing a cynic to a romantic and inspiring passion in the most timid of hearts. A Wallflower Christmas takes takes a trip to Victorian London under the mistletoe and on a journey of the heart. I mean, come on. Are you so excited? I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited. The Wallflower show. As soon as the wall, I'm like, <laughs> former Wallflowers. Okay. I know who <laughs> I'm already there. I could just stop reading right there. And Lillian's brother? is going to be a so fun uh christmas episode to have out there for people mm-hmm. uh yeah I'm, I'm of course it's lisa how can i not be excited about this yeah it's lisa and christmas two of my favorite things together and that yeah and this one will be coming out right around christmas too yeah i think we'll release it we're gonna release it so that people can listen to it on their commute or not their commute but like their journey to wherever they're going for christmas if they are because mm-hmm. it's always one of those things you want to if you're flying, you want to know you have something exciting to read or something exciting to listen to to 
take up that time. So hopefully we'll be able to do that. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun month. It's December already. It's almost 2020. 2020. That's crazy. Yeah. We also need to do our New Year's Eve book. Remember? Well, yeah. Well, so we are going to take a suggestion from one of our readers where we do a tipsy New Year's book. So we got to have a fun book that we can uh, review while we're tipsy. Yeah. So suggest if you have a good one. Victoria Dahl has a uh, New Year's Eve themed book, but she says she doesn't want us to do it. Okay. Because she's worried because there are two FDIC agents who are take, closing a Denver bank and they end up falling in love and she's worried that there's like workplace stuff. I'm not worried about that. Oh, you mean workplace stuff as in people fall in love in workplace? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I still want to do it. She said not to, but I said don't. Well, we put- loved her. Uh, we loved the, uh, the other book that we, we read of taking hers. The heat. Taking and the Heat also, was great. We love uh, taking the man down. We love the bank closing. You know, and then she said they get uh, somebody gets fingered under a bridge. So, oh, come, oh, all right, uh, like, let's it do it. It seems rude that she would put all those things in a book and then tell us not to read. Like, it's asking for us to do it because yeah. you're, yeah, because you're saying not to and then finger under a bridge. Come on, yeah, we got to do it. But if you guys have other suggestions, yeah, we're still open to suggestions. Nothing's in stone. Um, but let us know maybe if it's like a particularly weird and wild book that you want us to talk about when we're a little inebriated, <laughs> when we're a little in the bag. Clayton doesn't drink very often, so you'll get a special treat of a little bit of a tipsy Clayton. Uh, I, I drink regularly. Um, <laughs> you sound so proud. Well, no, listen, drinking's fine. I have nothing against it. No, I know you don't have anything yeah. against it. Um, okay. Anyway, so guys, those are the books. Put your library holds on now. Go buy them. Yeah, we'll put them. links in the show notes so you mm-hmm. can go off to Amazon and buy them if you want. Or your local bookseller. Yes. Hey, Clayton, want to take a second to talk about Lola? Of course. <laughs> so as you know, uh, Lola is a company that makes pads, tampons, feminine wipes, all kind liners, everything that you need. Um, it's founded by women for women or anyone who menstruates, um, they realized that the FDA doesn't require companies to disclose what is in their pads and tampons and realized that's kind of gross. So they started a line that only has 100% cotton, organic cotton with no chemicals, fragrances, dyes, so you aren't putting any of that stuff inside you or up next to your bits. The other thing that I love about Lola is that they are very customizable. So as you know, normally when you buy pads and tampons, you can only buy one kind and then you end up with a lot of supers or a lot of mediums or a lot of lights, panty liners. But with Lola, you can customize your box since you already know how your flow is going to go most of the time. Um, it means that there's, you aren't going to use, um, you're not going to have a ton left over. You're going to use it all up. And you're going to feel good about it. It's great. So it's less waste. Exactly. And here's the other good thing about Lola. So for every purchase, Lola will donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. That's great. Yeah. Feminine care products, that's the thing that they always are asking for the most. So it's nice that they found that need and then they're responding to it. Giving back. Yeah. A company you can really feel good about using. Absolutely. So for 30% off your first month subscription... You can visit mylola.com and enter tropes 
when you subscribe. So that's mylola.com, M-Y-L-O-L-A.com. Enter tropes, T-R-O-P-E-S, and you get 30% off your first month subscription. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. So try it, check it out, see how you feel, month one, but you're probably going to stick with it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone, real quick. So we, you've already heard our episode with Sarah McLean, and it was really fun, and it went really long. So <laughs> we had some stuff that we couldn't include in the episode, uh, and... <laughs> Because well, we it have, was too obscure. Yeah. We went on too many little tangents. I, we, we're, it was Tangent City, and I really wanted to keep this in the regular episode, but it was going too long, and we had to talk about the book. So what I did was I said, let's throw this on the December preview episode as a special bonus. So here is us talking about moose. <laughs> or mooses. How do you say is moose it? Moose is plural and singular. Moose, yeah. So we're talking about... <laughs> Moose. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy it. Don't touch baby animals. If not in wild, the wild. Not in the wild, right? No, I saw a baby moose once and I thought I was going to die. Was it so cute? No. It was, oh, you were scared of it. Because you're like, where is the, yeah. Because well, my mother is also like a woman, like a, like a, like a wasp from New Hampshire. And so she does not mince words. So growing up, I grew up on this mountain and we would go play. And my mom was like, <clears throat> she's like, if you see a moose, you're dead. <laughs> and I was, she was like, you, can, you can't outrun it. It's run faster than you. If you climb a tree, it's going to knock down the tree and it's going to kill you. She was like, no matter what, if you see a moose, you're already dead. The only thing you can do is... You just is, don't know it yet. The only thing you can do is... It's like seeing the Grim Reaper. Yeah, yeah. It's just a moose. You're dead. Your mom's going to see a moose before she goes. <laughs> I think is the thing. It's like the ring. Yeah. But she was like, the only thing... A moose sits in the room. <laughs> The only thing you can do is if you stand super straight, she's like, they, ca- they can't see really well, so they'll just think you're a tree. So the best thing you can do is to do a tree. But, but they'll knock you down because they <laughs> no, can knock down trees. Only if you run up oh, it. Oh, okay. It's fine. Yeah. Don't run up yourself. Yeah. So I was just standing there and I saw this thing come out of the woods mm. and it was <laughs> taller than me and it didn't have any horns. So I thought it was a horse. I live near a horse farm and the horses would get loose. So we would catch the horses, bring them back to the barn. So I started walking towards it and I was like, that's the ugliest fucking horse I've ever seen. You got mad at it. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you're like, I'm mad. It's so ugly. How then, Derek went out of the stable <laughs> looking that ugly. All of a sudden it didn't put a, its face on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, just try to like, come on, push it together, horse. And so it was crossing the road. And then all of a sudden the mom came out. And you can't imagine how big a moose is until you see one. Because I could mm-hmm. see it fully under the belly. <laughs> so I just stood there stock straight. And then the moose looked in my direction and then looked the other way and like went back into the woods. But also dead violent? violent. I mean, according yeah. to your mom, yes. Yeah, but according like, to my mom, they will murder you. <laughs> I they have a vendetta. Like, I feel like I've seen, I, I also have been in New Hampshire a lot yeah. as a person. and As a person. As a person. Yeah. And I've seen moose. <laughs> and like they never really, they don't strike me as violent creatures. I don't but know I do just... remember like for a while in New Hampshire, there would be those signs on the side of the road that were like counters, like moose death counters. Do you remember these from Wait, your childhood? Like how many people are killed by moose? killed by moose, but only, I assumed it was car accidents because there was always, I remember driving and moose. my dad being like, um, yeah, if you hit a moose, like if you see a moose, like you're f- 
screwed. Like you're yeah. gonna you're gonna die. Yeah, exactly. but in your car, okay. Like, That's like it would total your car. Oh yeah, because you get their legs out and then their whole body falls on you and you and, and you, you die. die and then they walk away and you're dead in a ditch with Whoa. ticks all over you. Is what my with f- ticks. All <laughs> yeah, I never ticks got don't that. Don't matter after well, death. Yeah, well, it's you're gross. Dead. My friend's um, father-in-law <laughs> works for New Hampshire Fish and Game, and he's like, that's what they don't tell you is that everyone's covered in ticks. Wait, anyway. everyone's covered in ticks after a moose has killed them? Yeah, because they fall and all the ticks fall off onto you, and then they find this person covered in oh ticks. Oh, my God, that's car. grim. Yeah. This is grim. This is very grim. I don't like it. Um, this took a turn. <laughs> I know. But also, my uncle one time hit a moose and killed it and then um, got it all cut up, and then it had, like— Had moose meat forever. Yeah, had his moose meat for, like, two years. Delicious. So there is a possibility of it well. I feel Clayton's face. <laughs> I just feel neglected by my parents for never giving me any sort of moose. Where are uh, you from? I'm from Pennsylvania. And they don't have moose there. I guess. But I've never been told that if I see a moose, I'll die. Yeah. I'll have my well, mom. Look t- at, we just gave you two cautionary tales. Yeah, well, you say in a car. You say just, just anywhere. Just anyway. I mean, like, if you're a in a house, will you'll fuck be okay. you up. Yeah. A moose will find you. It will find your children. It will find your bloodline. Yeah. <laughs> And they will keep count. It's basically Game of Thrones. Yes. Like. They will keep count of how many they've murdered. Yeah, yeah. they have a sign too. Uh, people. And then it's underneath it. <laughs> yeah. But they, they don't tell you. The moose keep that sign. That's their sign. That's their oh, sign, yeah. yeah. That wasn't New Hampshire. That wasn't, no. That was, that was the moose coming out of the woods, nailing it up with their antlers. Uh, no, you're coming to our house for Thanksgiving, so ask my mom about moose. Oh, gosh. And I she will tell you, it. you will die. And she'll be like, oh, yeah, you're dead. I feel like she'll hand me a cyanide capsule and be like, if you see a moose, swallow this. Don't ask any questions. It'll be easier. <laughs> if you're in the car, pull off to the side before you take the cyanide Does your mom pill. know about the tick situation, though? I, I'll tell her. I don't know. She's not going to like that either, mm-hmm. I don't think. And then, yeah, she'll be like, and then you get a bloodborne disease. Well, I wa- well I, we it? really got to talk about this book. But I... <laughs> Wait, yeah, like. Well, I was bit. I was bit by a tick, and I had limes, and I had to. Uh, oh, yeah, that's terrible. Like did you know ago. you had lime? I did. I had the bullseye. Yeah, because oh. you remember. Did you have the embedded tick? That's the important thing. Yeah, and you they and they catch it. brought me to the hospital. My mom brought me to the hospital, and um, the doctor showed all the nurses my bullseye because it was textbook. There you go. Ooh, Everybody, yeah. pay attention. What a great learning Clayton. experience. Exactly. So You're I taught. Lesson. I, ta- I am a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody in this room feels that way. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. But I, you know, I took the antibiotics, knocked me on my butt for like a week. Sure. I think I still have some sort of remnants of it because it's nasty stuff. But yeah. yeah. So I try to stay away from any tick situations. Right. I think that's just safe. Don't get hit by a moose. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Moose. New Ham- uh Yeah. New Hampshire's gorillas. Yes. <laughs> Now that's, that's a tote a bag. Tag line. That's a tote bag. <laughs> that's merch. That's moose merch. merch. <laughs> yeah. Why does learning the tropes have so much moose centric merch? It's all warnings. <laughs> we need people to know. Yeah. <laughs> that's what this has really been about. This whole podcast. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. You guys do such a great job of it. We love you for it. Thank you so much. If I was gonna rate our listeners on their ability to rate and review i would give them five stars Mm -hmm. i would rate them if this was an uber situation where we could rate them five stars everybody 100 percent, doing a great job yeah 
And if you want to email us your New Year's Eve book recommendation, um, anything else, you can always email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at Learning Tropes. On Instagram, we're at Learning the Tropes. Like we said, we have our Facebook group, Learning the Tropes Troop. Um, it's a lot of fun in there. We always release our books early, so they all already know what's going on. But, um, yeah, come join us there. And also, Learning the Tropes is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you love at frolic.media backslash podcast. So then, next week, we are reading Playing It Cool. Yes. Yes. That's how it works with the preview episode. There we go. All yeah. right, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.